further back one more try Shabao is getting a bit tight but he's well clear Dr Drill from the back of the field Kalorni going after Shabao but Shabao's in front Kalorni knuckles down but he can't get there and Shabao goes all the way to beat Kalorni Welcome to Bet Doctor behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate this show is brought to you by punningform.com.au and Top Sport Scoots away, Nico here in the host share. He has uh, had a baby this week, him and his partner Alana. So well done to them and congratulations. Me and DK are here though, holding down the fort. Hi, Nico. Big week yes. coming up. Welcome to the world, uh, Piper Joy Heathkid, I think it was. Yes. Yep. So little, congratulations uh, little, to them. Little girl, so huge. Nothing better than being a girl dad, mate. I, I um, well, I've got a little girl Avery, and she's she's an absolute ripper. She keeps me on my toes, but she's a beauty. So, uh, no, really good. Nothing better than being a dad, Scoot. First time dad for Scoot. So. Um, uh, really good. He's a bit of a shock to the system this week, I think. But it uh, sounds nice. like it, but he, he'll be right. Pro- projectile spew. Yeah, and all, all that. Yeah, all that. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, don't miss all that sort of stuff. It's, uh, it gets easier as they get older. But uh, no, mate, it's a, it's a great experience. One of the, as I said to him the other day, it's a day you'll never forget when your first child's born or any child's born, really. But um, yep, so uh, no, right in the midst of lockdown, but they're doing well. So all the best to him and Alana for sure. Big week coming up, uh, group racing in three states this weekend, so we've got a big show. There's a big week of trials also here in Victoria, I think that was probably the key point. I think we had 20 jump outs at Flemington, we had Cranbourne trials where there was 25 trials, there was just plenty well, happening spring, on spring, that Spring, that's really, spring's in the air, that's that's when you notice them I and the good horses start coming back. I mean, it's, it's a tricky, little bit of a tricky time on the punt, so many horses resuming, but uh, it's also exciting because um, a lot of young horses for me, um, but they're all trialling, jumping out. Uh, and things like that. So it's a little been a little bit quiet for me personally because they're all turning up to the races um, either first start or first up, and I prefer to have a look at them. But um, but trial trial judges like yourself who who uh, specialise in that sort of stuff, Nico. I bet you you good. You would have had a good look at Monday at Cranbourne. Big look at Monday at Cranbourne. I thought uh, Argentia and Portland Sky. Argentia, uh, she's had one start, of course, uh, out of Princess Cope, that great mare, sort of going back a few years now. I think she's favourite for the thousand guineas at the moment. So. Uh, she does look like she's in for a big spring. Portland Sky went well. Ayrton Artorias were there as well. Sort having, of having, a stre- having a stretch of the legs, weren't they? Yeah, it's it was a it. real heavy track at Cranbourne. So if you haven't got to it yet, punters, definitely go back and uh, watch those trials, even those Flemington jump outs. There's plenty to take out of them. Big meeting at Geelong where there's plenty of first starters. If you want to be doing your maiden form, you've got to yeah. be ripping right <laughs> into <laughs> those trials. Spent the whole afternoon doing it yesterday. Don't worry about that. Um, just speaking of Portland Sky, the, I mean, for the, that maiden horse, uh, not maiden horse, he's won a race or two, that horse. That, but it just shows you how they can improve. I, he looked good to me. That rattle and bang. Like, I mean, he won a, I think he won a maiden at um, Warwick Nabil. Yep. And he's just, but he, he'd always shown something and he couldn't, he just was struggling to pace himself his first couple of starts. But he, I know I know it was pretty flashy, but he ran some time and he's a, he looks progressive. Well, he's going with him. It's yeah. you know, usually pretty good work if you can yeah, go with He's a class one horse going with a group horse, like, yeah. you know. But it's just always he's just learned to pace himself. I thought he was interesting there. So, yeah, um, how wet was that track? Oh, I would say at least a nine. It was a nine, was it? Yeah. Maybe yeah. wetter. It's usually pretty wet, that Cranbourne track, no yeah. matter what. So, uh, definitely that, that outside track as well. Um, they've got a few tracks going there on the grass. Now, now, that's another very interesting thing there, talking about that, because yesterday's track was a good three. So, there's going to be a quandary. Mm. Horses coming off... Heavy, heavy, heavy tracks um, onto firmer surfaces. Um, it's going to be something I have to deal with again in the next couple of weeks. Very interesting because, again, it's not apples to apples. It's different. Um, and particularly off the – they can have hard runs on those really heavy tracks and they can struggle to come sort of bounce back onto the dry ground. And I saw yesterday the, the trainers are plenty of they're, they're, they're scratching. They scratch, scratch their horses again, Nico. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, we had three runners in a race yesterday oh, at Sandown. Um, it's just – I suppose – 
the horses that were running at Soundian, they they really, you know, week in, week out kind of horses. I think the whole thing with race free week was a lot of the trainers, you know, over your 58 maideners, you, you look at Geelong tomorrow, there's nearly six emergencies in every race. Mm. I think that's where they were saying the backlog's going to come, mm. not necessarily in the metro area. No, because the metro didn't miss any racing. Pretty much. So um, the backlog was definitely going to be in the provincial, and we're, we're seeing that at yeah. that Geelong meeting at Sale. Like, there's definitely huge numbers in those meetings. And there's also there's also that uh, off Weidenschausen. Like, he's a dead set wet tracker. Now, he was expressing the market and got beaten 15 links. So, in hindsight, he's trying to maybe should have scratched or not run, he but was he's run fives out to seven ends. Seven eights. Because like it was a good three, and he's a he's a heavy tracker, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, plenty. There's. Um, yeah, you don't, want, and when the problem is too, when running their horses in the, uh, you want to be running and getting some prize money or something. Otherwise, you end up in that ballot this time of year. You might, you won't be getting a run. You know, that's so uh, it's very tricky for them. They're debuting their horses. They've really got to debut with intent because you, you want to debut and run a nice seventh, sixth, or seventh. You're gonna have tr- trouble getting that second start. I tell you, this time of year. Yep, big week coming up. I feel it's a big month for you, DK. The uh, DK out wide hasn't really been doing too much recently because no, those first up trials. There's a big meeting at Geelong, though. Yeah, well, I, I hooked into those. Well, we'll get into Geelong, and um, yeah, they're all, and that's all first starters, first humours, expensive first, like all the good camps and everything. So for me, you're like, it's not, that's not my service. You know, my service isn't tipping debutantes, it's not tipping first uppers off trials. That's me. There's other services who do that. If you want to back first starters, first uppers, you go and you, you go and get that stuff, you know, or yep. add it to the stuff you do with me or whatever. Um, I mean, you're good at trials, and so is your brother. But um, it's not my wheelhouse. I prefer to see them have a run, get that intelligence of what they do on their debut and what the SP was, you know, what what you guys and what the market thinks how they'll go on debut. I, mean, I, I said I was telling you before. I, I said one the other day. Um, bloke asked me, "Oh, how do you th- do you think this horse has got to open?" I said, oh, "I didn't like his trials at all." Well, it was seven into four sixty and should have won, you know. So I just it's just not my wheelhouse, you know. But um, but yeah, once they once they once they come on, once I see them have that run, give them say, oh, this will this is the sort of race that it'll suit it, you know, a mile maiden or a fourteen hundred meter, or this will get to town, or this is on its way to the Derby, stuff like that. Um, things will really warm up. So yeah, it's been been quiet, but um, I mean, it, it, you can't well, force it. Can I can't you? force it. You can't force it. It's it's worked for me for for what I'm doing, and I don't want to change what I'm doing. So um, look, well, hopefully, I think there might be a bet today at sale. We'll see what pans out tomorrow, but. The beauty of uh, racing here is where they're racing every day, and um, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint. Anyway, and what about you, Nico? What about uh, see Chabelle? Is a good way to start the weekend. Flemington uh, there, B yeah. Preble just owning that race, just straight to having the front. a tr- trot and canter in front. And it was a bit that last thirty meters. So it was a bit on the edge of the seat. <laughs> he was probably always going to win, but Colony made it close. So I think got within a half head. Um, but yeah, Preble just owned the race like I kind of thought he was going to. Um, it was a big jockey upgrade there and uh, yeah, got the cash there. Also back the astrologist on the yard stuff. Um, so that was a good result later in the That's day. That's good, then... boy. If he's coming, if you're, I mean, he's deep into his prep and he's still presenting his best from the yard sort of thing. You know, well, that was, that was the thing. You know, these kind of races this time of year, I would love to be on track and be able to watch these horses. But I feel like I'm adjusting to watching them all on the TV. And like ASAR was really fresh. Order Command didn't walk that well. And when you can sort of pen a few of those inside the market, well, it kind of left me with the astrologist. I was kind of keen on Banquo. He just showed himself up as a complete cat yeah, there he's on done. Saturday. Yeah, he's done. But the, the astrologist got back out to $6. Ace saw at 460 and the way he prayed, I just thought, I can't be with him. This is an opportunity to be against, you know, these fresher horses and go for the horses that are fit mm. and uh, got the cash. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. And that's this time, that that's sort of probably the last meeting where you can sort of side with that theory. Because now the class, oh, sad, sad day all the class, the yeah. class of the fresh blood now have an edge. I 
you know, against those horses have been spinning around in the in the winter months. So it's a, it's it's just a changing time of year. But um, we speak about it all the time. But uh, but we'll be right. We we we've uh, I've seen it plenty many years now. So you sort of know this what to expect this time of year. And um, just looking at the fields on the weekend and, and the maidens tomorrow at Geelong, it's a uh, a lot of fresh bit of classy stuff coming through, Nico. Speaking of this weekend, on today's show, we'll be previewing the races for Saturday at Morpherville. It's Spring Stakes Day. We've got Beat the Bagman. Shane Adir is going to be joining us. And, uh, match huge, race over there. Huge race over there. Bo Ross of the Behemoth. So. Dallas sound there is a little little out wider one as well. Um, pick. We'll also be previewing Caulfield. Man, DK will be going through that. We'll look at the Quisette and the Vane Stakes. Speaking a bit of fresh blood with the three-year-olds there. And then Mark Lamborn, Racing Rant. He's going to be joining us for the Kembla Grange S- meeting. Standalone stakes. Yeah, standalone moving up there. Without, without a pop-up race, without a standalone, without a million-dollar race. What's doing, Volandis? We'll have, he'll find something for that. He'll, he'll find, find some sort of race for six-year-old mares or something, to, half a million dollars to throw there next year. So we'll have to get uh, the update from Mark while we're at Kembla. But uh, nonetheless, and we've also got DK out wide. you got something for us at Geelong, DK. Let's rip oh, right we into thought, it. We'll, yeah, we'll, um, we'll have a look. There's five races there. So we'll, uh, there's one, one sort of race which uh, we can have a look at. Race number five here from Geelong is a 1,200-metre maiden. Looking at the market, uh, getting it up here, Renova is the horse we're keen on, DK. She's sitting at the second line of betting, though, because Badekin is our favourite at $2.50. Mm. Renova, $2.80 and held her price. Uh, Vericilla, the first starter there at $5, or the first up, I should say, the first emergency also. And then Runaway River there at $10. We're going to look at the last start replay of Renova. This is going back a while, but this was her debut run. Debut run at and Packenham. This was a big she's, run. She's in, the black, she's in the black hat there, sort of laying in, um, in behind the pink one, she's a bit green on debut, gets the outside here, whipping the left, uh, John McNeil this was on this day. Um, once she, it took her a while to balance up, but once she, um, she just, just oh my, again, didn't know what she was doing here, but once she, um, so she doesn't know what she's doing, and she's been able to savage the line, not knowing what she's doing now. Another stride, she wins, so she arguably shouldn't be a maiden. If, um, I mean, you go 100 metres past the line, then she's three links in front of those other horses, so... Um, yeah, so she's, she she went to the paddock again after that. She's taken a lot of time. She's trained by the Hawks. They were quite patient with their horses. She's now a five-year-old mare, I think, but this is a four-year-old um, four-year-old Nova race, so that's, that's that doesn't really matter. It's five-year-old mare with Team Hawks. If she had no ability, she yeah. would still be there, would she? And, well, why re- and resuming for the spring too. I mean, you know, why resume this time of year if you haven't got a talent? So she's, she, has a, she obviously had some sort of issue because she goes back and forth between there, John and Julian Welsh's. So she has a, both times she's had a troll down with Julian Welsh. Um, so he's he's a sort of behavioural, immoral behaviour. But she tried to ride at Flem- uh, jumped to ride to ride at Flemington. She looked a bit sharper this prep. She's been up the front in a couple of the trials. She led the one at Cranbourne the other day. Even though she's not a leader, so I reckon she's a better chaser. Um, so I just think with a bit of maturity, um, she draws well to to uh, camp sort of off the speed. You know, um, the speed looks alright here. That Burdekin is a gay waterhouse horse coming down here, but it's resuming of a very long spell, um, throwing the blinkers on it, gelded it. Um, not sure it's got a lot. Look, it'll be up the front. Ben Mellon will drive it. Have to drive it forward from gate one. Look, it'll be up the front. I'm not sure it's got a lot of change up speed. Um, so I just thought it might be able to set a nice tempo if, um, if Renova can get out and go straight. Um, if she can let go like she did a pack of them, she can round it up. Um, but she's she's no spoil in the price at the moment. Um, the other the other chance in the race was uh, Versilia, I think uh, the Danny O'Brien thing um, gets Craig Williams, but he did take it to Maui on debut, and I'm just. I don't know about take you know Danny O'Brien's taken all these nice horses to Bendigo's and Geelong's, but he was happy to take that horse to Maui, and it was very green at Maui. He didn't get around the turn, um, 
look, it'll go better on the bigger track, but it's drawn the car park. It's it's probably got it's got some chance. Um, but I just thought Renova, uh, you know, with that with that turn of foot, um, natural improvement, one prep to the other, um, she could she could come chasing and round up Burdekin. Yeah. I remember seeing her at Packenham that night. I was uh, there working and thought uh, I ended up backing her actually just oh, out of you? the yard. She's a bit of an imposing type. I can definitely see why they've kept her around because she goes on and wins the race. I imagine she'll make a pretty nice broodmare. Mm. So, um, yeah, there was definitely a bit of quality about her that night. So hopefully she can uh, yeah. bring that to tomorrow and yeah. be a winner. So, yeah, she's obviously taken plenty of work and um, things like that. But I just like the way she, she hit the line. And, and not knowing she, she like as soon as Joe McNeil asked her there, she's she wanted to go left and – Things like that, but instead of um, um, and Dean Holland's, I've done all the trials on her this prep, so um, I, I you know, and you know, we saw a horse of theirs resume the other day, that Hong Kong horse, um, at uh, Packenham on uh, Ballarat on Ballarat. Tuesday. Polly, Polly on the Polly. Well, Fred Gerzis rode it like it had five links on them, and it, it did have five links it and it had panels on them. So look, they're they're bringing back all their nice horses this time of year as well. Um, so yeah, I just think, I just yeah, I just it's just me. I just. Horses, I just think horses off long spells can be quite a bit ring rusty, you know. So 456 days for that second or that the favourite there can be. He's drawn one. They're going to bang him out. He might have to make, do a bit of early work to hold him off. Typical gaze. A couple of others might roll forward, um, and then Renova can just park him behind him. It's just as long as it gets its manners and everything right. But I think that extra tempo, like the gay horse won't muck around, and that'll help. Like they went pretty slow packing him. That's probably why she over raced a little bit and did a bit wrong. Um, but I think there'll be a more genuine tempo here. And Gaze, I find Gaze horses this time of year always benefit with a run. So um, I think it'll benefit with a run. So I was happy to sort of go with um, Renova there. All right, DK, that's race five there for the punters. Horse number 11, Renova, currently $2.80 with Top Sport. So if you want to get involved there, make sure you're doing your wagering with Top Sport. We've got Beat the Bagman coming up here on Bet Doctor. We're going to be previewing Morfittville Spring Stakes Day. Make sure you're also heading to punningform.com.au. Me and DK use it. It's the absolute grouse. Uh, new barrier lane statistic and also trainer and jockey data is available there. they got everything built in. Last uh, 600, 400, 200-meter sectionals, everything you need is at punningform.com.au, so make sure you check them out. Welcome back to Beck Doctor. Time to have a look at Morfittville here with DK. Scoot's obviously away, so yeah. Bagman's still joining us, though. So the team's still together somewhat. Big meeting this Saturday from Morfittville, Spring Stakes Day. Shane, how are you? Good guys, yes, yeah, the team is still uh, holding up in one piece. Congratulations to Scoot if he's watching this too on the Little Piper arriving into the world. Yeah, as you said, fantastic weekend of racing. The spring stakes run in winter, but uh, it's a little taste of uh, the spring action coming your way, I'd say, in a, a few weeks' time. Now, just before we um, get into the racing um, bagman, can we please have a new health officer or something over in your neck of the woods, please? <laughs> what is going on? making these Olympic athletes do another 14 days. They've already done 14 days in Sydney. They come to bloody Adelaide, they've got to do another 14, 28 days quarantine. Is that the same lady who said you couldn't touch the footy or something? Is that the someone making these decisions? Yep, that's St. Nicola. She's uh, very Nicola. popular here in South Australia. She's very so popular. She couldn't do a thing wrong at the moment. So if she did 280 <laughs> days quarantine, I think the public would still love it over here. She's oh, uh, a very popular go. figure. All right, all right, all right. There you go. <laughs> It's a bit of politics on this show. <laughs> oh, I believe <laughs> That's that when right. I read it last night. I could not believe it. Anyway, anyway, get into the racing. Back to the racing. Sorry about that. Well, anyway. we've got a big card from Morfield this Saturday, <laughs> and we're going to start off in race number one. This is where Bagman's first tip is going to come. It's heat one of the Rebel Raider series. Looking at the top spot market, Keep Reading is our favourite. $2.10 currently from Exceed, and Ex- or Exceed Expect, $4.60. Uh, 
Ballaroot there at $5. And then we're looking at uh, Hanaby there at $6 as well. Keep Reading is the horse that we're going to have a look at that in this replay in the price of Bloodstock Colors, the red, white, and blue there for the punters. Bagman, talk us through it. Yeah, this was Keep Reading's last uh, victory. Very impressive this day. Was heavily backed into a very short quote and uh, paid the punters back with a very, very soft victory. I think it will only be improved by this run. You go back to its debut start behind Taunting, which currently holds a nomination for the Cox Plate and Caulfield Guineas. It was very respectable behind that. Michael Hickman has a very strong opinion of taunting. It's made a mess of them this day. Keep reading. I think uh, from that gate, can either lead or just sit outside the leader and uh, with the rain-affected track should plough through that and uh, get us away to a good start. I think that $2.10 won't last much longer. No, it won't last much longer because is, is Commands the Field already out? Yeah. Whatever this, what was that? He's exceptional's out. He's yeah. exceptional's out. Well, exceed and expect he's running today at sale, so it's coming out as well. Oh, so Bazustin's both coming out, so it's going to be odds on. What a pest! Well, it did set Bazustin. Like what a digger's rest. Take two horses, except two horses there and scratch them both. What's today? Thursday, without any intention of running, and now and now Bagman's also going to be dollar seventy or something. Um, and and his and his strike rates falling falling through the falling through the ground as as we go by the days. But anyway, there you go. So yeah, no, wait, I don't think it'll be two ten Bagman because exceed and expect. I can see he's in race, race eight today at sale. It's a two to one chance with Top Sport or something. So. Sounds like our man Jackie Toroke though from the gate. He's just going to keep out of trouble. Maybe the punters can get entertained at the even shorter price. Yeah, with a three horse field, I hope he can stay out of trouble. That's for sure. If he uh, if he can't, there's problems. But um, yeah, as we said in a few episodes, deductions and dual acceptors. It's uh, the bane for uh, punters these days. Is it what? Hopefully with spring racing coming back, uh, we don't see too much of it. But in these lower class races, you are going to see it. But yeah, keep reading there for Bagman. Maybe expect a bit of a shorter price, but uh, maybe one for your multis there, punters with Top Sport. Yeah. Let's get to the feature event here. The spring stakes, race number six. Gee, it's a hot contest. Uh, Ironclad, unfortunately, came out for our man Eagle. So hopefully we get to see him sort of in the next few weeks. A little setback there. Market here with Top Sport. Behemoth is your favourite here, punters. He's been $1.95 out to $2.05 currently. Bo Rosser, $2.60. Dala Sands there at $6.50. Second slip, speaking of double acceptors, he's one of them, $16. And then Perfect Root, $26. Looking at the replays here, we're going to have a look at Bo Rosser and Behemoth. First off, we'll go with Bo Rosser with his race win last start in the Lightning Stakes. Yeah, this was uh, visually very, very exceptional victory. Just had the... Uh, I guess the ownership, uh, same oil rocker there in front in the, in the lead. Bo Ross has peeled off his back and let down like a very, very sharp horse and put him away. Um, this is a lot harder. You can see the horse running into second there. Pile of phone, that has a handicap rating of 67. So it'll probably be going around at about 100 to 1, I would imagine, in this race. It's going to have a massive uh, rise in class. We now... Passed to Behemoth, who uh, had a trial the other day here at Balaclava and was uh, ultra impressive winning this trial. Look, um, Marcus definitely got it right. There's only, uh, I think, two chances for mine. Bo Rossa is definitely short enough, though, at the $2.60. It's going to have to take it to another level. I think uh, Behemoth is probably a better betting option. Fires first up. It's a multiple Group 1 winner. I'd probably have a little saver just on Dalasan as well, who uh, will want longer than today's trip. But uh, I think around that 650 makes a little bit better bet than Bo Rossa. But there's a couple uh, 
in that field that down the we see Retrato and Perfect Root who will all make uh, trips to Victoria, I'd say. And even uh, Worley's last chance may be uh, popping over to Victoria. It could be Donald in a benchmark 58, but he <laughs> may be in Victoria soon as well. One last week at right. 400 to one or something, didn't it? And then backs heard, up again this week. I heard Terry Bailey blowing up about that on his, his going. It's, it's rant Tuesday with TB at the moment. Right. So he had a good rant with uh, Matty Welsh. And one of them was about how much group racing there is, how many listed races and what quality of horses can run in these races. And there's Bagman Stone. That, that was visible for a benchmark, was it? Benchmark 58 or something. And here he's... He's allowed to accept and be a traffic hazard in a in a listed listed group race. Well, lucky he's drawn Barry number seven, and he should yeah. stay out of everyone's way. Yeah, but um, he looked pretty sharp there, Bohemoth, didn't he? In that trial, he just trucked. But yeah, it's a bit of chance. It's interesting because you have got the up and comer versus the versus the proven horse. So always good to see a clash like that. What'd you make of uh, Saturday's track conditions? Uh, either or suited. Uh, what are we expecting weather wise? Is it going to recover from all that mm. that um, few past few weeks, Bagman? Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, the track would be severely damaged already after the uh, race being the other week. It was more than a heavy 10. Um, I would, would have thought maybe if the meeting wasn't based around premierships, etc., it may have been called off. But uh, it's wet. It's currently a heavy nine. The next couple of days are drying. So we may sneak back into the uh, soft range uh, by race day but um it's definitely wet by ross will be interesting to see how he pulled up from that heavy track run how much mm. has that taken out of the tank going forward we've seen behemoth run on all-star mile day which was a very heavy track at mooney valley even though it was rated as a soft the uh I think it can get through the track as well. Might have a fresh edge over Bo Rossa. As you said, it looked good winning a trial. I've got a uh, sucker for some merchandise here. So uh, we've got a uh, bit of oh, Sam Lyons, a bit of Will Clark, and we'll stick with the <laughs> Sam Lyons this week. So uh, it is. Throw it on. That's a camp. That's the corner. It's a behemoth for us here today, guys. Sammy will love that. All right, we're Team Grand there in the Spring Stakes. Behemoth for Bagman, of course, race number one. Also, keep reading. Thanks for joining us, Shane. Hopefully, we can get those two home for the punters and uh, have a fill-up on this weekend. That's the plan, Nico. We'll speak to you soon, guys. On your Bagman. This weekend, make sure you're betting with topsport.com.au. Family operated and owned for 35 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust and bet with topsport.com.au. We're going to have a look at Caulfield now. PB Lawrence Stakes Day. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Nick Newton here in the host chair for Scoot, of course. Doing a good job standing here for scooting, mate. Baby well duties. DK's here. We're yeah. up and about. Up and about. Yeah. Big yeah. meeting well, from Caulfield. Massive Please. meeting. PB Lawrence Stakes. So we got the Quisette. We got the Vane. We got the Regal Roller. It's going to be a big card. Yeah, always with always with Caulfield. Um, track conditions and sort of wind there is always interesting. What are you sort of planning for, Nico? Haven't really had a great look at the wind. Uh, usually that sort of information I sort of look at later in the week. I usually get some smarter information of people smarter than me yep, um, with regarding idea. that stuff. But um, looking at the track conditions, there's not a lot of rain around in Melbourne at the moment. We had a bit of rain yesterday, but not much sort of the next yeah. few days. Yeah, that was it. And the wind too. So so the track uh, I think is currently a good four. So I think there's a potential that if there is a wind on the day, this could track could even be uh, boring towards a three, which would be very interesting for a few of these horses sort of first up, what sort of times they run and all those kinds of things. So uh, like we are talking about off the intro, wet form to dry form, there'll be a lot of those sort of factors to uh, weigh up on Saturday. Good old-fashioned Caulfield meeting, mate. Might be back uh, up the front. 
Well, which never hurts at Caulfield, does it? This be... meeting can uh, typically play that way. Uh, one of our tips is hopefully going to lead, so uh, hopefully that will be the case. Let's rip in, though, DK. Right. Race number six, Vane Stakes over the 1,100 metres out of the chute, and you got the market for us. I have. We've got the market here, courtesy of topsport.com.au. Uh, the favourite is the uh, Kira Ma resumer generation of those two impressive wins, 320. Ingratiating, uh, resuming for Godolphin and Ollie, uh, 370. Then uh, out to uh, General Bow, resuming for the Alden Camp. Um, Frosty, he's $5. Jigsaw, he's the, he's the race fit horse getting the blinkers on. Uh, he's 550 And uh, then it's double figures. Lightsabers, resuming. He's interesting. He'll probably want further, won't he? But uh, $15 for him, but he had a very good first prep. And direct uh, ran uh, ran well the other day at Mooney Valley. So uh, and there is Cecil Street Ladder, who was the uh, controversial horse from last start. Oh, down at uh, Sandown with the Richard Lemming blow up. So uh, what are we getting into, Nico? What are we what are we having a look at? We're gonna have a look at the replay of uh, Generation. This was his win uh, last start at Caulfield. He's had a bit of a break since then. This was back on the eighth of May. This is a big win though. Sits outside the leader and just shows what he has to uh, offer. He's a very smart colt. This. Uh, this horse, I've been waiting to get back to the track and just look at him in the yard. Of course, that's not going to happen on the Saturday, but off the TV, uh, he was an outstanding type looking at him there in May. Thought this was a massive win. Um, like I said, he's sort of closing figures on punning form. His last two starts have been very strong. Gets Jamie Carr here. Interestingly enough, Jamie Carr's a general bow in all of his starts. Now she jumps and stays aboard, Generation. So maybe a bit of a lean there to who she thinks going better this preparation. He's had two jump outs lean to this one at Cranbourne where he hit the line well. Last start at Caulfield up the hill where he was given a bit more of uh, an ask from the jockey there and really extended late and uh, worked through the line nicely. Look, from barrier number one, I kind of expected there's a bit of speed here. Jigsaw can probably push forward. I wouldn't be surprised they took a sit general bow. Sort of what they're going to do on a horse like Direct. Um ideal world, Jay Carr just sends him straight to the front. And I think if she does that, I don't think they'll beat him. Um, Ingratiating's got the blinkers off here. Trialed like he's looking for further than 1,100 metres. General Bow, I'm happy to be against. He was the real sort of flat track bully of the two-year-olds. He was always a real mature sort of two-year-old racing through that blue diamond sort of form. That's just never a form race that usually stacks up in a race like this. You want to be going with the fresh blood. Generations that. I thought Jigsaw was way too short at $5.50. He does get the blinkers back on which he jumped out well in, but I was about him. I was happy enough to be against him off his last start. Yeah. No, he, he was eyeballed and those kind of things, but direct sitting here at 18s um, mm. after beating him home, yeah, I, was, I thought he was definitely the weak spot in the market. I sort of had him closer to $10. General Bow had closer to 8 and $3.20 generation with top sport currently. I think that's very generous. So I was kind of of the opinion he was uh, going to be very hard to beat here. If J Carr sends him straight to the front, could be... Uh, the M-word punters, I reckon. Well, what, what I like, just looking at them, and I haven't done the form in depth, but I'm just looking at, so Generation's going to be right there. Ingratiating, drawn eight for Ollie first up. Blink is off. It's going to be in the, the back. in the Brasco. And General Bow's drawn seven, decisions to make. Like, he's going to have to, he's going to work a bit first up or sort of try and conserve. Um, I think so, yeah, no, Generation, um, yeah, looks, and Cecil Street, like I see, he's been big odds in. Is he... Still just, he's got to go to another level, I suppose, doesn't he? But um, yeah, He's been 50s in the 19s, mm. but... Uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be happy laying the nineteens if I was top sport. That's no for one, sure. No, Ollie's not on it. No one. Anyway, Al Curry. And, and just with generation, like he's by Snitzel out of Fontaton. Fontaton was a flying machine around that sort of thousand eleven hundred meter Caulfield circuit. It was. He's wild bred. This is a stakes race. Um, I imagine if he can win a race like this, he's going to tackle something a lot bigger in the spring, and it will just help him from a stallion point of view if they want to look down that track. So I think there's plenty of intent there. First up, you get Jamie Carr. Um, if he box seats, he'll just need a gap. If he leads, he'll win. 
All right, well, that was the, that's the Col Colts and Geldings in the uh, in the vein. Now we'll look to the Phillies in the Quisette Race 7. And uh, market here, again, courtesy of Top Sport. The favourite is Gimme Par. These are plenty of resumers here. for That's Peter Moody and I think Jamie Carr again, 390. Now, Najmati, uh, 480. Arcaded uh, for Godolphin, $7. Uh, let's move out to High, High, High. That's the Gary Portelli horse, $10. Libiamo resuming for the Begs. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, it's had a run. It's hit one the other day. $12, see you in spring, $13. Sweet Mary and Hearsay, $17. Where are we going here, Nico? We're going to have a look at the replay of Nadj Mardi here in the green and white, just sort of blending into the race. She's out the back at the moment, but uh, you'll see the big turn of foot this filly has. This was in the reduced choice stakes. Can I speak some English here, punters? Uh, this was over 1,100 metres as well at Caulfield. So track and trip, she savaged the line on this day, ran some big late sectionals on punning form. I think her last 600 was around six lengths above um, from memory there. This was a big win. Um, not much in behind her, but I thought looking at her in the yard that day, she's only going to improve coming back as a three-year-old. Team Snowden, they're usually pretty good in races like this. They send their sort of better Sydney Colts and Phillies down. Uh, they've had really good success in the vein stakes. They haven't really had a lot of Phillies take on this race, but they are a very easy camp to back sort of early in the spring with these kind of horses. She's had three trials leading into this. Three. The last one was against the group class horses. She ran second to Mama Reagan. She beat home Forbidden Love, uh, Harmony Rose, like proper group class horses. None of these other feelings have been jumping out or trialing against horses of uh, that sort of class. Speaking of the other fillies, Gimme Pa's our favourite. She hasn't even had a jump out leading yeah, to this. Well, so I, where's I, she going to be? And is she, Just so she had the bandages on, you know, in the she might still have them on. I'd say they were on last. And then she sort of, she doesn't get many runs. She only sort of, Run, break, run, break. You know, she might have some issues, you know. And it's well, I kind of thought that seeing her in the yard first up, I actually backed her to beat ingratiating um, first up in the Talon Dirt Stakes, and she ran a really good race there, and I, that was purely off the parade. And then I saw her at Caulfield, sort of, a, I think that was in uh, April. So she ran in February, then had that little break, break to April. April. It wasn't really like looking at the same horse. The bandages went on there. Yeah. She was a bit scratchy in her action. I think there might be some underlying issues there. Not 100% sure. but ha Hasn't had a jump out. Hasn't Moody, had a jump out. Moody, you always do the Packenham jump out. So Moody's got half the fields in at the moment. So might so. have had a private jump out, which doesn't help oh, us well, yeah, 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 With the race for a week. But anyway. off the information we have to go out, um, she hasn't had one. So I thought Najmati here, I thought you could probably flip him. I think you could mark Najmati favourite. She looks ready to go here. Three trials. I think there's probably only two chances. Um, if Gimme Pa's obviously got talent, whether she's here to go first up, the market's going to tell you. But yeah, 480 Nad Marty with uh, Top Sport, good speed on early. She should be uh, charging to the line. What right? about the, just quickly the out wide horse, the uh, Portelli thing? Yeah, uh, uh, Craig Williams. Hi, uh, hi, hi. I was it's drawn very awkwardly there in nine. What's Led it? some uh, recent trials by a big space. Yeah, really? They're going to send her straight to the front, oh. I imagine. So <laughs> there's three horses here that are probably going to look to lead her. Chimes drawn in six, who led the 1,000-meter Mooney Valley race and was smashing the betting there. And then also see you in spring is drawn wide. So there should be a really good early tempo here. Suits Marty, wouldn't it? She'll just be getting back, smoking the pipe. Johnny Allen, producer to the middle lanes, and hopefully she's too strong. So uh, betting in the Cuisette in the vein, generation into Najmati. I think they're both good plays. All right, there we go. Right, Caulfield, anyway, exciting. The 
resumers and the three-year-olds and everything, that's good upwards into the spring. Yep, uh, PB Lawrence is a good race as well. And then the Regal Roller, uh, we might touch on that a bit later with the Top Sport Big Bets. There's a bit of action happening there. Make sure you're heading to Top Sport this weekend, punters, and doing all your wagering with them. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust and bet with Top Sport. On the other side of this, we're talking to Mark Lamborn from Rant Racing about Kembla Grange. Welcome back to Bet Doctor Punners. DK's here. We're up and about. We're going to be looking at the meeting from Kembla Grange. Yes, we Mark are. Lamborn is joining us from Racing Rant. Mark, good morning to you. Oh, firstly, uh, good morning, Nico. And uh, you too, uh, Dan. Uh, any news of Mr. Euphoria? Oh, uh, yeah, he's always uh, cleaning up uh, projectiles, projectiles and things like that. He's getting used to it. Yeah, first, first kid for Nico, uh, for Nick, so... No, nah, he'll be right. He's uh, he'll be a shock to the system yeah, for him. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know if you remember Dan, but you feel like you're uh, the most incredible person in the world. Of course, that uh, that soon fades, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. the experience the experience yeah. of uh, of having number one is quite insane. That is anyway. Uh, the experience of backing a winner is also pretty good, and um, I'm still a maiden as far as little birdie is concerned. Uh, so I've got uh, a card at Kembla to dissect, and principally the uh, the group race on the card, which is the up and coming. Which is, I, I guess, it's a sort of not really a golden rose lead up. It's more of a, um, a spring champion starting point, uh, and we've got two horses there that are returning from the short winter in Brisbane. Uh, the top two obviously came out of the size and the JJ Atkins. And then we've got uh, mm-hmm. three horses coming out of what I guess is a lead up 1200 at Rose Hill three weeks ago, uh, plus a few other bits and pieces. So, look, it shapes as an interesting race, principally because of the conditions of the race and the fact that um, the class horse, uh, the um, number one, the class horse that uh, placed in a group one last start and won a group two prior to that. Does get J Mac on? Does get J Mac? Uh, gets the weights against him and gets gate one, which um, I think in that scenario, if you are uh, looking at what we term the best horse, you'd rather that they're not in that sort of situation. Nonetheless, he's got a great chance, and uh, it's up to J Mac to do the job. Uh, I suspect that Subterranean is a little bit overlooked in the market, coming with the same form lines as Tiger of Malay, Bowman on board. Two trials, uh, a 1,200-metre trial as well. So he's going to be a little bit further forward than Tiger of Malay and uh, possibly getting a fly while the favourite's waiting for a run. So I'd suggest the current price on offer there for Subterranean is um, is quite um, valuable, shall we say. And then you look at the, uh, the three from Rose Hill and concocted only having had the two starts, uh, Gaybot training, uh, Clark Riding will obviously be very prominent in the run. It seems to have more scope, but did run around at 20s at Rose Hill and sort of uh, sucked along the fence there. So um, a chance, but just a chance. Uh, the wild card for mine in the race is Brigantine, which uh, returned this preparation, a far different horse, far different uh, colt from his first preparation based on his trial at Canterbury. Now, the form is not looking much good. Uh, the second horse failed at uh, Newcastle at a short price yesterday. But I, see, I suspect this horse has got a bit of scope and a bit of toe, and uh, his price is is recommendable at this stage. Plenty happening in the up-and-coming stakes. Uh, DK, Barry number one for the favourite. Tiger Malay, your favourite draw. Oh, yeah. Did you see it at Ballarat on Tuesday? 
the two things, the thing of a Cliff Browns uh, and yep. uh, Maximum the, Payne that and, was. and Mount Buller, another two two dollars twenty five barrier one. This coffin, both in the coffin. You were saying, mate, they're both in the coffin from the 600 to the winning post. It was just, yeah, anyway, don't we love the, that the coffin? Punters, they don't seem to care at the moment about Barry One with Tiger Malay. Looking at the top sport market for this up-and-coming stakes, he's been $3.20 into $2.45 with James McDonald on the board. Concocted's there at $6.50. Subterranean Mark expecting maybe to firm up. They're at $7. Coastwatch, 8 Bring in T, nine fifty. And then ten dollars the rest headed by construct. We might as well rename this the China Horse Club Stakes. They got four runners in the field, <laughs> so they have a big impact. Well, yes, and uh, all all of his all of the runners are probably still stretching to recoup their purchase price. Let's have a look at the replay of uh, Concocted for the punters at home. This was him last start at Rose Hill. Solo Impact wins this race. He was in the early betting for this race at sort of $6. I took that. He was into $3 something, and he didn't end up accepting. So I've done oh, the money. Beauty. Oh, beauty. Absolutely cold there. So I'm looking to follow well, up somewhere say in this four race. four-time horse club horses in this race. So we're yellow cap on the fence, and uh, he just pokes through here late. Yeah, so Coast Watch has done it tough at this stage, and it's in the blue and white uh, just fading after making a uh, mid-race move. And concocted gets up underneath uh, it and uh, military expert i think um it uh, look it was a nice step up for that gay bot horse obviously going to 1300 uh, is ideal and the fact that he come from hawkesbury rose hill at that stage just gives him a little bit of a springboard as well um eminently likable as a um as one of the chances in the race um what else did i want to say about the race other than um uh, it uh, Patton uh, you know, didn't do much in his first preparation, but seems to have returned a lot better. And um, Construct got the kill at home last uh, last week, but uh, Bowman to Atkins. I think Atkins is three from two hundred, so um, punters won't be rallying to him. Just on the uh, on the price of the favourite at the moment, I think that barrier one will deter big players, and uh, you'll see him get back out to three dollars plus uh, in late trading. That's my forecast. That's good insight. Yeah, well, top sort went up that sort of price, so uh, maybe that's the true price, and the early punters have just sort of uh, barred up there and looking into uh, back it. But, yeah, barrier number one, it's, uh, it's never the great spot to be. What do you make of the spot to be on the Kembla Grange track there on uh, Saturday, Mark? It's not a, a meeting or a racetrack we usually see on the Saturday sort of circuit. Is it, is this one being moved? Are they this one co- as, as a COVID move meeting or something, or are they always over the second? Yeah, this is this is a ra- yeah. Rambic to... Uh, Kembler, uh, I guess, or it could have been a Rose Hill one. Anyway, uh, Rambic couldn't or wouldn't shoulder the load, so uh, we've spread. We took a midweek meeting to Newcastle yesterday and this meeting to Kembler. As far as a, a track pattern is concerned, we've had two Saturdays, well, two feature Saturdays at Kembler, both November Saturdays in the last two years. One played up the inside, the other played down the outside. So uh, the rail is out three metres. Um, the track is pretty dry. They've put a bit of water on it, um, that would probably more than likely compromise the inside of shade, but um, that would just be a preference rather than a, um, a projection. If you want to get Mark's uh, full thoughts, punters, on the meeting, uh, head to Racing Rant where you can catch the preview with him and Glenn and Gordo. Uh, the boys do an outstanding job there. So if you want to get the uh, full thoughts of Mark, head to Racing Rant and even Glenn's just mounting up. I'm sure he'll be up and about. Uh, off the TV, I imagine, for Kembla, but uh, he can sure find a few winners. So head to the rant if you want to hear some more from Mark.
Mm, very good. Yeah, yeah, just seeing, seeing them okay at the moment. Did uh, I think oh. uh, we had a, uh, a shipper up here yesterday that you wanted to ask me about, Dan? I did. Yes, I, was, I had me. I was buried in doing the uh, Geelong maiden form for tomorrow. I was doing it yesterday, and Beast. Then all of a sudden, a BZ sends me a screenshot message of you know too much to bear. The thing that won the the grouse maiden at Bendigo, hitting the line by two or three links, paying four dollars something. <laughs> that made me feel real good. So I was just going to ask Mark about it. it um, I'd say it got the drift in the market. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Mark, but that was the strongest sort of middle distance maiden we probably had this for six months up at Bendigo. So I was just yes. interesting. It got got the drift. Uh, I, I wish I'd had that insight prior to the race to look at. It was just time <laughs> off up in distance and. El McGorian, who's uh, just a tradesman up here. Just a tradesman. It was so D-Lane to a tradesman, did, yeah. yeah. But uh, he, he did meet uh, did meet a weak bunch. He was hard in the market in the Saturday race, but uh, withdrawn last weekend. So um, I guess he had a lot going for him. Um, the meeting itself was a competitive sort of looking meeting, but uh, certainly f- uh, favoured horses that were very much up on the speed. Um, I wanted to ask you also, Dan, that when you see those impressive maiden winners, I know you're a you're you know you're a maiden specialist. Mm. Uh, do you go on with them, or do you just let them uh, let them go? Uh, pretty much let them go because um, I don't know who they're racing against up in class. But um, like they were the one yesterday, one at Sandown Quintello, like it, it bolted in at Warwicknabeel, and then it was um, you know t- six. To, well, was it two to one or six to four yesterday in town? So. Generally, I'll let them go because it's just they're going to benchmarks. I don't not specialise in their opposition. And Mr. Brightside, same thing. Yeah, Mr. Brightside. Ken Geelong, then it's going on yeah. to win two in town since. Yeah. yeah, so no, I just, yeah, no, I, I probably I, I probably should mark. I probably It's probably something I could add to my my arsenal as following, particularly the ones who, who are high rated, rating really well because I've got a good rating there. Um, but, yeah, but uh, generally I'll let them go. Yeah, look, it, uh, it's... it's it's a tricky territory, isn't it? Uh, mm. Even I could uh, spot Quintello there. Warwick, Maracnabil to Sandown sounds pretty good to me. You wouldn't do it in <laughs> uh, in Sydney, but uh, Victoria's full of that, isn't it? Yeah, that's the good camps. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll, go they'll, anywhere. they'll go anywhere. Yeah, they'll go anywhere. So, um, yeah. All right, well, we're going to Kembla on Saturday and uh, the other horse of interest on the program that's sort of a uh, quick rush through. I'm just doing the, uh, the, 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 the deep form now, but uh, Mr Mozart, who is an acceptor for Caulfield as well, in race four there, um, he is, he's just turned three, so he's up against some older horses there, which is uh, pretty early in the season, very early in the season for those types, so that can be uh, that can be fraught with danger. But uh, this horse um, just rounded them up ridiculously on debut at Warwick Farm, then went 11 to 14, admittedly at home, but on a, on a hot rail day, uh, the last day of the carnival at Rose Hill in the autumn, and he sat five wide. So this horse is... A horse of in, well, intense promise, and uh, wherever he goes, Kemper or Caulfield, I keep your eye firmly uh, fixed on him. All right, that's in uh, race number four there at Kembla. Mr. Mozart currently three. And what's he? In is, he in the, is he in the vein? Is he? He's over he's in, in the vein. vein. So okay. um, maybe watch him there There's if he three, heads to Caulfield as well. Three sixty in the uh, yeah, there it is here in the pop swap market. Very so, good. All right, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you direct can, from uh, me. How's, how's the homeschooling going, mate? Have remote learning, enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just got to get back to the office for the uh, for the rent preview tomorrow, and uh, I get to bunker down on Saturday as well. So it's it's um, it's a little bit of uh, pain for a, a bit of gain later on. 
Very good. Well, hopefully you can get off the uh, off the crease this week on uh, Bet Doctor and get us home with a winner there in the up and coming. Maybe Mr. <laughs> Mozart also there for the punters. As we said before, head to Racing Rain if you want to get uh, Mark's full thoughts on the program. Thanks for joining us, Mark, and uh, good luck on the punt. Yeah, thank you, and uh, good luck, guys, to you as well. Hey, Mark. Big weekend of racing coming up, punters. Uh, of course, we just had Mark Bagman. He's all over Morfittville. Some good bets at Caulfield. And yeah, there's been some... some early action in the top sport markets yeah. as well, DK. Big uh, bets. What do we got? Looking at the big bets here, first of them comes up at Caulfield. Sierra Sue. We've had $500 at 11s, and it's moved the market. She's already into $8. So. Is well, she won the uh, Mildura Cup the other day. We it's sort a bit of, ran, of a, rounded them up. An she... odd form reference, isn't it? Mildura Cup into a PB Lawrence. Uh, but... She probably might have gone back there to get some confidence. Up. Mm. Um, she'd sort of been... But you mean much travelled um, not my favourite camp as you know but um, she's race fit in that race which can help yep so she's been 11s into 8s there with the 500 the Inferno goes around in race number 9 interesting number run two. it is He's had 500 on him at eight. So, so he's, the, he's the Singapore horse at Cliff Browns. So the market's moved there. He's into 550. Uh, he's, I think he's won eight from his nine starts. He was going to go over to Hong Kong, running a Hong Kong sprint. Not all went to plan there. He has a weapon turn of foot. Actually, if you get yourself a punting form subscription, you can go back and look at all these sectionals and data from throughout the Singapore. the Singapore. So you can measure him up and... Uh, those big last 600 meter splits he can put in, I would imagine he'll be charging to the line. And how's there he? Uh, have you said seen him jump out or try? Good jump outs. Uh, they didn't really let him off the leash too much. There looks like there's a bit to give, but it uh, looks like he's got a huge engine. He's so an uh, interesting runner. Very interesting runner. For mm, sure. Very interesting. Uh, someone happy to part with their 500 early in the week, and then we got a few out wide up at Eagle Farm. Race six, horse number four, Dusty Tycoon. We've had 500 at six dollars with Top Sport, and then Eagle Farm also race seven, horse number eleven, Predictable Miss. $350 at 17s. I think those Eagle Farms have been some um, shots landed there in the last couple of weeks of those Eagle Farm early market, early uh, top sports, big stuff. So I'll be noting them, uh, noting them down. Maybe something to follow in for the punters. Make sure you are watching the YouTube punters and uh, getting use of all the replays that we went through. If you've listened on the Spotify or the SoundCloud, make sure you follow Bet Doctor on all those platforms. It's been a big show, DK. We've yeah, got through. We got through, got through, mate. We got through without the, without the leader, but you've done well. Nico, well done in the chair there. Thanks, Thanks mate. DK. It's all good. Hopefully we can find a few winners for the punters at home. Make sure you're doing all your wagering with Top Sport, a bet with a bookmaker you can trust there with over 35 years' experience, and punningform.com.au. DK, hopefully we can find a few this week. Yep. DK Out Wide, make sure you're subscribing. I'm tipping. Wadonga. It's a big month coming Wodonga. up, DK Out Wide. At least we'll go Wadonga Saturday. That'll kick us off. We'll be right. All right, good luck on the weekend, punters, and we'll catch you again soon.